Welcome to Voicing Startups, where I, Colin Bournes, interview founders and operators changing the world through audio, voice, and conversational technology. This week on the Voicing Startups podcast, I am talking with Sahil, co-founder and product lead at Soundscript. Soundscript is developing bio-inspired directional MEMS microphones with a goal of improving audio capture in consumer devices. With a single microphone, they can separate sounds coming from multiple directions without compromising size or quality. Soundscript is positioned to greatly improve speech recognition and sound localization, enabling a new suite of features for consumer electronics. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Voicing Startups. Hey, CEO. Thanks for coming on the Voicing Startups podcast. Hey, Colin. Thanks for having me. Can we start with just a quick background of yourself? Sure. Um, so my name is Sahil Gupta. Uh, I, my background is in electrical and computer engineering. So I did my undergrad and master's over at uh, Cornell University over in upstate New York. Um, when I was over there, I was working with... Uh, the MEMS lab, so MEMS being microelectromechanical systems, uh, kind of just a, a fancy word for, you know, small moving mechanical sensors and, and whatnot. Um, was working on some uh, technology there, um, developing really low power sensors that could kind of use energy in their environment to uh, sort of be self-sufficient without needing an external battery. And uh, spent a little bit of time after my master's trying to see if we could spin off what we had developed into a startup. Um, and then I guess throughout that process became kind of skeptical of the opportunity. So wanted to give that up to look for uh, bigger and better things, I guess. And around that time, I got in touch with some folks over at Tandem Launch, which is an incubator based out of Montreal. Um, so I, I really liked what they had going on there. And uh, I moved up to Montreal, joined the incubator and then kind of helped start uh, what now became Sanskrit. That's great. Yeah. Could you uh, maybe um, expand a little bit more on the origin of Sanskrit and then just give um, a quick background of what Sanskrit is, maybe like an elevator pitch? Yeah, sure. So, so um, Sanskrit is an audio company that's really trying to rethink how we capture sound and, and use it to sort of bring the next generation of voice interfaces and just in general using sound to to sort of better understand the environment around us. Um, with, for us, that really starts by, by redesigning the most core component to this, which is, which is the microphone. Um, you know, over the years, we've seen a, a ton of voice interfaces sort of emerge, and it's really changed the landscape. Back in the day, you know, the use case for audio was really driven by your mobile phone. Um, you had this phone that you hold really close to your mouth, and you need to, you know, talk to and communicate with somebody on the other side. But now people would rather, you know, FaceTime their family and friends. They want to use smart speakers and smart TVs to um, control their home. We want to put voice in automotive vehicles. Um, and all these different applications really require the ability to capture sound at a distance, um, which brings a really big challenge. Um, microphones were always built to be omnidirectional, so they, they capture sound coming from every direction. And so if I want to pick up the voice of somebody a few meters in front of me, I also pick up all the unwanted noise in my environment that's a few meters around me. 
And this is really detrimental to performance. Um, so what's interesting is that, you know, the audio requirements for these devices have changed over the years. The microphone itself hasn't really. We've taken that same microphone and we use a lot of them, microphone arrays, um, into our devices with some added software to try to understand where sound is coming from and isolate it from the environment. Um, but these solutions have a really fundamental physical limitation um, and that leads to, to too much unwanted noise um, in, in sort of our, our audio signals. Um, it, it leads to sort of increased size, increased complexity, more power, more computation. Um, and after all that, you're still kind of left with this really frustrating experience where, you know, everybody's been on a conference call or, or talk to somebody when they put their phone on speaker and you can hardly hear the person on the other end. Um, so at Sanskrit, we, we developed a, a new type of MEMS microphone um, that is inherently directional and, and can dynamically listen in to uh, any sound coming from any direction and, and isolate it with very high fidelity. Um, we're bringing sort of the power of that microphone array onto a single chip, uh, no bigger than the microphone you'd find in your phone today. So outside of just reducing all that background noise, you're talking about you know decreasing the power consumption, decreasing uh, the computational complexity, the, the integration complexity, et cetera. Um, in terms of the origin story, uh, so um, myself and, and my co-founders, we spent quite a bit of time reaching out to audio labs all around the world, um, kind of looking at, at some of the stuff they were doing. And what we found was that um, everybody had sort of the same flavor of, of, of a solution to this problem. Uh, they take these microphone arrays and they develop algorithms on top of this to try to isolate voice. Um, and so, you know, certain algorithms will work better in certain scenarios and environments um, but they all took this microphone as sort of uh, a given component as a building block and, and built um, their systems on top of this um, and, and we kind of took a step back and said you know what if this building block is just fundamentally wrong you know what if we can make a better building block for these systems um, so at one point we, we uh, as we were doing our research we came across some work that this professor from uh, the University of Binghamton in upstate New York was doing, and he spent the last uh, 30 years studying how insects hear sound because insects have uh, very small auditory systems, but an incredible ability to understand where sound is coming from. And so he's been using this as inspiration in his microphone designs. And it turns out that, that insects use a completely different method to sense sound than humans do. And so um, a few years ago, he had sort of a big breakthrough um, we were really excited by the results. We went down to visit his lab, um, fell in love with the story, uh, really enjoyed the professor and the lab and everything he had gone had going on. We uh, we licensed the technology from the university and got some some funding from our incubator, um, and that's sort of what kicked off Sanskrit. That's great. Thanks for that background. Um, I want to dig right into uh, the product and and better understand um, the, the business from that perspective. So you, you talk about essentially evolving um, from starting with the, the microphone and pointing out how um, sort of the, the older systems use this omnidirectional um, approach, which makes it worse um, as opposed to what you are doing. Is there anything else um, as opposed to why you chose to start with the microphone and, and what is wrong with the um, existing systems that makes Soundscript particularly interesting? So, um, so if, you, if you look at what most people are doing, I guess uh, they're really looking at sort of 
software solutions, whether it's statistical processing or now people are looking at machine learning and deep learning to kind of isolate sound, separate speakers and, and, and whatnot. Um, and it's all a function of uh, SNR. So, so how much noise, unwanted noise you have in your system versus uh, how strong the actual desired signal is. And the more noise you have in your system, the worse these software platforms um, perform. Uh, they often distort, you know, as you do heavy software computation, you often distort the audio signal, degrade the, spe uh, degrade the speech intelligibility and whatnot. And so for us, um, what was really cool about looking at the microphone itself is that in hardware, we can already reduce a lot of that background noise uh, and, and basically, you know, kind of improve that SNR, that system. And so for us, you know, that's neat because it's, it's really looking at the front end of the system. And then you could imagine adding your machine learning, your deep learning, your other software innovations on top of this, and it should make those systems perform better. Um, so, so we really, I guess, you know, one of the reasons we really went into this space is because we felt that uh, it, it really addressed a different part of that audio chain than, than other people were looking at. Right. And, you know, so when I, I guess, look at it from, from my viewpoint, I see it as you're improving the microphone. And with that comes um, both an improved feature set um, with that microphone, potentially um, additional features as opposed to old microphones. And then with that comes additional use cases uh, to obviously apply this uh, new technology. Can we start with those, that feature set? and really dig into what you're improving um, as opposed to old microphones and then any sort of uh, additional features that comes with your microphone as opposed to um, the old microphones? Sure. So, so, so at, a, at, a, at a base level, um, what we're looking at is the ability to localize where sounds are coming from and isolate them, right? So, um, you know, for example, take a conference room. Um, you have a bunch of people sitting around a conference room and the ability to precisely localize where they're talking from and then reduce the echoes in that background environment to improve the actual voice quality, right? So we're, we're improving speech intelligibility and reducing that background noise. Um, we're doing this with a single microphone instead of these four microphone arrays. So now you're also talking about less components, less power, less computation. Um, if you're how only many, having- How many microphones are in like a, a phone versus a smart speaker versus headphones, just to sort of understand, um, as opposed to like a four speaker array, um, what's like a, a better way to understand that with, with one speaker? Yeah, yeah. Um, so it depends a little bit on the product. Um, phones these days can have up to four microphones and typically uh, they'll use they'll actively use a pair of microphones depending on the use case and how you're holding the phone. Um, if you take a smart speaker, when the Amazon Alexa first came out, they were using seven microphones. Um, now some of their products have gone down to four, so it kind of depends a little bit on the, the specific product you're talking about. Um, so if you look at headsets, you know, you can have one or two microphones. So, you know, typically you'll see a pair of microphones up to four, five, six, if, if not more microphones. Um, you know, it's still pretty early for us. We think we can kind of bring the power of that four microphone array, um, which a lot of speakers start to seem to be settling on, into just a single chip. 
So for us, you know, you're talking about reducing the number of audio channels you have to process. Um, you're, you're reducing the number of microphones you have to keep on. So, you know, you have this, this power saving, this computation savings integration. Um, instead of having to in integrate four microphones and make sure that they're all sort of matched very well, um, if you just have a single microphone at a single point, you can imagine that 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 saves a lot of pain for the ID guys as well. Um, and, and that's sort of like, a, a I guess, a base um, feature set. Um, you know, you mentioned sort of additional features as well. Um, it, it's still pretty early, but we have some uh, sort of early demos where we actually have been able to do things like understand the distance of the user. So we can actually tell if somebody is close to the microphone, a few meters away, very far away. And you can think about feeding that information back into your voice interface, right? Let's say I have a, a, a Google phone, a, a Pixel, and I say, okay, Google, um, I only want to be able to activate my phone. I don't want anybody else around me to activate it, right? So I could maybe set a filter on the phone that says only listen to the okay Google command if it's an arm's length away. If it's further than an arm's length away, um, maybe I ignore it. And you could think of a variety of different examples like this where we can actually start to use that, that depth piece and some of this new types of information to actually improve that overall interface. Definitely. Uh, that's super interesting. And, uh, you know, now, um, thanks for that background on the feature set, by the way. And now I think uh, what would be helpful um, to move into next is just actual use cases of the product, both uh, today and, and as you see it. And maybe to better understand it, could you give a little bit of a background first before we jump into the actual use cases of who your target customer is um, with this business? Yeah, so, so the target customer would be sort of your OEMs. Um, we're mostly focused on sort of the consumer electronics space. So you can think of people making smart speakers, smart TVs, cell phones, um, wireless earbuds, things of that sort. Um, you know, we're building this microphone chip. The idea is to sell this chip sort of in, as, as like a fabulous semiconductor model. We'd sell the chip to the OEM. They can take that component and integrate it into their device. Um, and then we also have this software that we're developing as well, right? So, you know, at a base level, you know, we're looking at providing software around localizing where sounds are coming from and, and isolating them from the noise. But then we also have these added value features like this depth piece that we talked about. And so, you know, some customers are going to want that, some aren't. And so then they could also license those extra software features from us if they'd like. Um, in terms of use cases, um, you know, early on, uh, we're looking at things like the conference phone. Um, again, I think there's a, a real big problem here where when you're sitting a, a few feet, a few meters away from, from your conference phone, um, the audio quality just gets really, really uh, frustrating, right? Um, I've been on so many calls where you have to really concentrate to try to hear the person on the other end. And we really think we can reduce that echo in the room and, and improve that intelligibility. Um, you could also think of things like uh, smart speakers and smart TVs. I mean, smart speakers have, have absolutely taken off over the last few years. Um, I personally believe that smart TVs are sort of the next progression. It's sort of that smart speaker, but now it has a display on it as well, right? So mm -hmm. you kind of get that visual feedback. But the problem with the TV is that you have these two big speakers on the TV, or, or I mean, I guess it depends a little bit on the actual product, and it's right near the microphone. So as people play their TVs really loud, 
the, the, the noise from the speaker gets into the microphone and the microphone can't even hear the person talking. All it can hear is the speakers. So this is a really challenging environment where you really want to be able to reduce that background noise of the speaker and really pick up the voice of the user. Um, and then finally, um, the big market for us is a smartphone, right? It's not where we're going to go first. It's going to take some time to get there. But just in terms of volume, that's where the most microphones are sold. And here, you know, you're looking at a, at a, at a variety of use cases. I mean, um, speech recognition is now in, you know, most cell phones. Um, you could also think about uh, applications outside of speech and maybe voice specifically. Um, you know, one application I like is audio zooming. So, um, right now with my phone, I can zoom in and out of my camera when I'm trying to record something. Well, why can't I do that with my audio as well? When I zoom in with my camera, why doesn't my audio zoom in as well and kind of filter out all that ambient noise that I don't want to record and only really record and pick up the audio of yeah. the event that I'm trying to capture? Yeah, that that's super interesting. And, and you know, you're you're talking um, obviously about you mentioned like the OEMs and and uh, more of like improving some of the more of like the the voice interface, I guess, to these different consumer facing products. Do you think that there's um, consumer sort of facing applications that can leverage um, this sort of depth? piece and uh, just the, the overall improvement in speech recognition uh, with Sanskrit and the, the microphones. You mean like selling these microphones to uh, consumers directly? Maybe not selling to consumers directly, but I guess where my mind is going is I could see how um, you mentioned the, the TV and, you know, multimodal experiences, being able to include depth into, let's say, a, a, a audio-based gaming experience or something like that. That sounds interesting. I don't know if you've thought about um, different use cases more in that vein of how uh, you could make maybe consumer-facing applications that are able to leverage some of the benefits of um, these microphones. Yeah. Um, you know, so when you talk about something like depth, um, you know, we've brainstormed a little bit around this. Um, so, so, so for one, there's this audio piece, right? So you could imagine, um, actually people, when they talk, um, the farther away the person they're talking to, the, the more that their voice actually shifts and, and changes pitch. So you could imagine making devices, um, like my, my smart speaker, where if I'm far away, the speaker can actually change its voice a little bit um, to sound more natural, like you would yeah. in, a, in a normal conversation. Um, but it goes beyond just the, like the, the voice and audio aspect too, right? So take your TV or, or um, that, that, that video game or, or whatever. Um, imagine changing the display based on how far I am. So if I'm really close, maybe I can cram more visual information into that display. But if I'm farther back, it's harder to see the display. So let me use less icons, less figures, and let me try to sort of make everything mm -hmm. look a little bit bigger. So you can actually think about sort of changing um, that, that, that visual feedback based on the distance as well. Um, so I, I think there's a lot of space to explore mm -hmm. um, that, that, that could be really interesting. Yeah, very, very interesting. And, you know, um, we're talking um, today, I think it's, yeah, it's March 31st. So we're, we're right in the middle here in the States, at least of this, this whole coronavirus um, pandemic. And um, so I wanted to at least get your outlook or, or take on, you know, the, just the overall demand um, for microphones. Uh, how do you think that this is going to impact that demand um, over, let's say, the next six to 12 months? I mean, um, you know, with, with everything going on right now, of course, uh, everyone's working from home. 
right? Um, so yeah. things like conferencing and, and being able to communicate via voice and, and these interfaces is becoming a lot more important. Uh, even things like, you know, you, you, you alluded to gaming before, things like gaming and, and, and all those things are starting to see a rise right now too. So I think um, for sure, um, it, it kind of highlights, I guess, one of, one of the uh, Im importances of having, you know, good communication and the ability to kind of connect virtually uh, with other people. And then, and then, you know, beyond just this virus and, and everything that's going on, I think just in general, um, I think more and more we're moving to workplaces that are, are virtual. I think conferencing in general is becoming a bigger thing. Um, and, and based on a lot of the conversations we've had with OEMs, um, we see the microphone space really taking off. Um, you know, we've, we've seen projections um, where, you know, these things are, are really doubling um, in, in, in the coming years. I mean, I, I forgot what the exact report was, but I read something um, where in not too long, we're going to have more voice assistants than people in this world, which um, in, in my mind is just crazy, right? Yeah, yeah, that's that's definitely crazy. Um, in terms, uh, I'm curious, just in terms of uh, differentiation, uh, you mentioned uh, earlier um, in this interview uh, how different people approach the, some of the problems um, around improving these platforms. They approach it with uh, so, with software as opposed to going right at the, the microphone itself. Would you say that that's uh, really your key differentiation? Um, or are there other people that you compete with that are also sort of looking at the microphone? What, what do you say um, your, your key uh, differentiation is versus the, the competition? Yeah, so, I mean, um, th there are other people that are looking at building out, you know, new microphone technologies, um, both sort of the established MEMS microphone manufacturers um, that are kind of leading the market today, and as, as well as a few startups that have uh, gotten a lot of traction actually rec recently in the past years. Um, we think that we're really attacking this in a different way than the other guys. Um Right now, all the microphones that are being built are omnidirectional. Um, yeah. They measure the pressure of sound, and, and not to get too technical on you, even yeah. people who are developing directional microphones use the same approach. There, there's a certain pressure force that that the microphones see when the sound come in, and and um, they're building their systems based on this. So, other people in the market are now starting to try to differentiate themselves, looking at you know lower power microphones microphones that are more robust to water, dust, and things like that. Yeah. Um, but nobody's really looking at the directional aspect of the microphone or, or really we feel innovating on that aspect. And, and that's what we're trying to do here. Um, we, we, we aren't responding to this pressure force and, and creating this omnidirectional microphone like everybody else. We're, we're responding to something different in the sound and, and really building something that's based on direction. And for us, when you start to look at far field audio capture, when you want to capture audio from a distance, um, we feel that directionality is the most important part of the microphone. So for us, um, people are still focusing on the old specs of the microphone, whereas, um, you know, this is something kind of new. Yeah, push pushing the envelope forward uh, makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, I'm I'm curious looking uh, at both the the next I guess 2020 and then the years ahead. Obviously, a lot has changed. Um, probably planning as you as you went into the year. Where do you see the product going um, in the rest of 2020? And then where do you see it going then in the years ahead? Maybe in the sort of best case scenario. Yeah. Um, so so. 
we're still very early stage. We're very much in the R&D phase. Um, we have an initial proof of concept, but you know our microphones don't hit spec yet. Um, we're, we're still got some work ahead of us here. Um, you know the plan is to come out with our first sort of customer samples um, this year in 2020. You know obviously um, a lot of the the facilities we use to manufacture our devices and whatnot have shut down now because of, every, of everything going on. So we'll have to see how that kind of impacts our timeline. But you know we're still hopeful that that you know. Um, this year we'll get out some customer samples, yeah. um, and from there, uh, you know, then we'll still have to build out sort of an ASIC. So we have this MEMS component, which is this mechanical part. We'll have some samples that demonstrate performance, but then we actually have to go and build out an ASIC and package it and make it into like a true product. And we're probably about a year and a half, um, out from there. Um, so, you know, the, the hope is in about a year and a half, you know, optimistically maybe a little bit earlier but but you know um about a year and a half and we'll actually have something that's out in the market that's awesome and then in terms of the the audio and voice space as a whole um, what gets you excited about it in the the years ahead um i think i guess sometimes i think about like the the touch screen right and like how we went from mechanical buttons to the touch screen and it became this whole other interface that really just changed the way that we interact with uh, devices around us. And I guess I kind of see voice as doing something similar where it's gonna become this whole new way to interact with everything around us. And, and what gets me excited is the amount of investment that you see all these big companies putting into voice, right? Like the, the microphone is sort of one aspect, but think about how much money people have poured into speech recognition and all the work that people like Amazon and Google are doing in this space. Um, there, there's so many, so many resources being put into this sort of voice space that I think um, it, you know, that's really what's going to push it forward. And then you start to see things like smart speakers. Um, they, they have taken off over the past years. You start to see things like uh, hearables or, or sort of like these wireless earbuds, like the AirPods. Yep. And, and the numbers for those have also been just growing, you know, at, at crazy high rates. So I, I think it's really cool to see that all these big um, consumer companies that really drive the market are really going all in on some of these applications. And so um I guess that's why I'm excited. And, and from Sanskrit's standpoint, what's exciting is that we believe that this is fundamentally a better way to capture sound. And we believe that this is a building block to enable a lot of these applications, right? And so for us, this is really sort of like almost a hardware platform technology um, for the for that voice interface. Definitely. And yeah, I, uh, I share a lot of uh, uh, similar thoughts and, and reasons to, to be excited about the years ahead. Lots of um, exciting things at least to be optimistic about. Um, so yeah, that, that, that'll be fun to see a lot of the, the investments start to unfold and, and see what, what comes of it over the years ahead. Um, it's kind of crazy because like you, you, I don't know, sometimes I'm, I'm talking to these people and people are trying to put voice into, think about how to put voice into everything, you yeah. know? Um, and, and I'm not saying all these use cases make sense to me. I'm not sure they're all going to stick around, but for sure there's this sentiment, I think, where, where, um, even sort of weird types of applications. I mean, I remember one time I was talking to somebody about putting voice into the kiosks at a McDonald's booth. You yeah. know? Um, so really everybody is thinking about how to, how they can kind of leverage this interview. Yeah, definitely top of mind, which is uh, a good thing for sure. 
Um, well, hey, Sahil, this is a, a great interview. Um, had a lot of fun talking with you, a lot of interesting things to, to take away. Uh, where's the best place for the, the listeners to follow Sanskrit, follow you, and, and just what you guys are up to? Sure, yeah. Um, I, I will admit that because uh, we're, we're still sort of very much got our heads down in the R&D phase, we don't, we don't put a lot of information out there, but for sure you can go to our website, um, www.sanskrit.com ca um and uh you know there's a way to contact us there if you ever want to reach out um those emails usually go directly to me so i, I try to be as good as i can about uh, okay. getting back to people and then um you know we have a youtube um where we'll put out some demos and whatnot um every now and then and then linkedin um you know hopefully once we make some progress here in, in, in this coming year um we'll be able to share a lot more of, of what we've been working on Great. Thank you for coming on the Voicing Startups podcast. Yeah, thanks a lot, Colin. Thanks for having me. This podcast is sponsored by Voice Punch VC. Voice Punch is a venture capital fund that is focused on voice-driven and voice-connected technology. So if you are a company or an entrepreneur that has a product that is in this sort of space, much like a lot of the different companies that I am interviewing, then you should reach out to the team by going to voicepunch.vc. 